encyclical letter Gravibus Ecclesiae, the Jubilee of 1875, by Pope Pius IX. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Jubilee of 1875 Encyclical of Our Most Holy Lord Pius IX by Divine Providence Pope To all patriarchs, primates, archbishops, and to all ordinaries of places, having favor and communion with the Apostolic See, and to all the faithful of Jesus Christ. Pope Pius IX Venerable brothers and dear sons, health and apostolic benediction. Gathering resolution from the great troubles of the Church, and from the great evils of the age, and from the need there is of imploring the help of God, we have never throughout the course of our pontificate omitted to stir up Christian people to appease the divine majesty and to obtain the mercy of heaven by holiness of life, by works of penance, and by the devout offering up of supplications. To this end, we have on many different occasions and with apostolic bounty opened to the faithful the spiritual treasury of indulgences, in order that with true penance and souls purified by means of the sacrament of reconciliation and cleansing of the stains of sin, they might with greater confidence approach the throne of grace and make themselves worthy of having their prayers accepted by God. Amongst other circumstances, we desired above all things that on the occasion of the Holy Ecumenical Council of the Vatican, that important work should be so undertaken as to conduce to the benefit of the universal Church, and should be assisted before God by the prayers of the whole Church. And although the celebration of the Council has been suspended through the troubles of the time, we did nevertheless, for the good of the faithful, ordain and decree that the indulgence then published in the form of a jubilee should remain in force, validity, and continuance so long as the Council should last. But the course of these unhappy times goes on, and we are now at the year 1875, the year which marks the end of the sacred period, which, by the pious custom of our forefathers and by the decrees of the Roman pontiffs, has been devoted to the celebration of the solemnity of a universal jubilee. With what respect and religious devotion the jubilee was observed in the peaceful days of the Church, when its regular celebration was allowed, the monuments of history, ancient and modern, can attest. It was, in fact, always regarded by all Christian people as a year of salvation and of expiation, as a year of grace and redemption, of pardon and indulgence, 
during which men resorted from all parts of the world to our city, to the Sea of Peter, where the most abundant benefits of reconciliation and of grace were offered to all the faithful for the salvation of their souls, and they were invited to the practice of the duties of piety. Even in the present century has been witnessed this pious and holy solemnity. A jubilee was proclaimed by our predecessor, Leo Twelfth of Happy Memory, in the year 1825, and the benefit was accepted with such ardent zeal by all Christian people that the same pontiff was enabled to rejoice at the incessant concourse of pilgrims during the entire year to this city, and at the admirable splendor of religion, of piety, of faith, of charity, and of all the virtues which shone forth therein. Would to God that in this day our own condition and the state of civil and religious affairs would allow us happily to celebrate at least this once with ancient rite and according to the custom of our ancestors this solemnity of the great jubilee which became due in the year 1850 of our century and which we were then obliged on account of the affliction of the time to omit but it has pleased God to permit that those great difficulties by which we were prevented from publishing the Jubilee, so far from having vanished, have increased from day to day. Nevertheless, considering all the evils with which the Church is afflicted, all the efforts made by her enemies to snatch from souls their faith, to corrupt sound doctrine, and to spread the poison of impiety, considering the many scandals caused in all places to believers in Jesus Christ, considering the general corruption of morals and the sad overthrow of all rights both human and divine, an overthrow both widely spread and abounding in ruins, which goes to destroy in the mind of man even the sense of right. And reflecting, as we do, that under this great accumulation of evils, it becomes more than ever our apostolic duty to take care that faith, religion, and piety are made strong and prosperous, and that the spirit of prayer is extended and increased to the end that such as fall away may be stirred up to penitence of heart and reformation of manners, and that the sins which have drawn down God's anger may be redeemed by works of holiness, which is chiefly the fruit of the celebration of the great jubilee. We therefore have judged that we ought not to suffer Christian people under present circumstances, at least in so far as the condition of the time would allow, to be deprived of so salutary a benefit, by means of which their souls might be strengthened, and they might then go forward with ever-increasing zeal in the path of justice, 
might be cleansed from their faults, and might, with more and more profit to themselves, obtain the favor and pardon of God. Let, then, the whole church militant of Jesus Christ receive the words in which, with a view to her own exaltation and the sanctification of Christian people and to the glory of God, we decree, proclaim, and publish the great and general jubilee for the whole of the year 1875 now ensuing. And by reason of this jubilee, we of our own free will and that of the Holy See do suspend and declare to be suspended the indulgence above mentioned which was granted in form of jubilee on the occasion of the Vatican Council. And we open wide the heavenly treasure formed of the merits of the sufferings and of the virtues of Jesus Christ our Lord and of his Virgin Mother and of all the saints which the author of men's salvation has committed to our stewardship. Wherefore, trusting in the mercy of God and in the authority of his apostles, blessed Peter and Paul, and in virtue of the supreme power of binding and loosing, which, notwithstanding our unworthiness, God has committed to us, we do concede and grant mercifully in the Lord faculty of gaining once in the year the aforesaid plenary indulgence of the year of jubilee with the remission and pardon of all their sins to all the faithful of jesus christ and to each one of them as well as to those who dwell in our mother city or who come there as also to those who reside out of this city to whatsoever part of the world they may belong, and who live in the favor and obedience of the apostolic see, provided that, being truly penitent, having confessed their sins, and being strengthened by the Holy Communion, those resident in this city do visit, at least once each day during fifteen days, either consecutively or at intervals, being either natural days or ecclesiastical days, that is to say, from the first vespers of one day to the twilight of the following, the basilicas of St. Peter, St. Paul, St. John Lateran, and St. Mary Major, and that those resident out of Rome shall similarly visit during fifteen days, either consecutive or non-consecutive days, as above mentioned, the cathedral or greater church, and three other churches, of the same city or place, or of its suburbs, which shall be appointed for that purpose by the ordinaries of those places, or by their vicars or other representatives, so soon as these our letters apostolic shall have been brought to their knowledge. And there shall piously pour forth their prayers for the prosperity and exaltation of the Catholic Church and of this apostolic see, for the extirpation of heresies and for the conversion of all sinners, 
for the peace and unity of all Christian people, and for our intention. And we hereby permit that this indulgence be applicable by way of suffrage to the souls which, being united to God by charity, shall have departed this life, and that it be available for them. Travelers by land and by sea, as soon as they shall have reached their home or shall have stopped at any other place, may validly gain the said indulgence according to the conditions prescribed above, and by visiting the requisite number of times the cathedral or greater church or the parish church of their home or stopping place. And we do, by the tenor of these presents, also grant and permit the aforesaid ordinaries of each place to dispense with the prescribed visits in the case of consecrated religious women and young girls and other women cloistered in convents or living in other houses of piety or in religious communities. Also to anchorites and hermits and all other laymen and ecclesiastics as well secular as regular, confined in prison or prevented by bodily infirmity or by any other cause from performing the visits in the manner prescribed. And also to dispense with communion in the case of children not yet admitted to their first communion. And instead of those visits and of that sacramental communion, to prescribe for such persons respectively, either by themselves or by the regular heads or superiors of those persons of either sex, or by prudent confessors, other works of piety, charity, and religion. Moreover, to chapters and congregations, as well of seculars as of regulars, to sodalities, confraternities, universities, or colleges of whatever kind, the members of which shall visit such churches processionally, we do in like manner, by the tenor of these presents, concede and indulge that they may and can, according to their own prudent discretion, reduce those visits to a lesser number. And moreover, to the said nuns and to their novices, we do grant license and faculty of confessing for the purpose aforesaid to such confessor as they themselves may prefer amongst those approved by the ordinary of the place where their convents are established and appointed to receive the confessions of nuns, and to all others of the faithful of either sex as well lay people as secular ecclesiastics, and to the religious of every order, congregation, and institute whatsoever, we do concede license and faculty that they may, for the purpose aforesaid, choose to themselves any priest as confessor, either a secular or a regular, of any, even of a different order and institute, so that he may be a person whom the actual ordinaries in whose cities, dioceses, and territories 
such confessions are to be heard, shall have similarly approved for the purpose of hearing the confessions of lay persons. And with the same authority and the same bounty of apostolic liberality, we grant and concede to those confessors within the said space of the year on behalf of all those persons of both sexes who sincerely and seriously intend to gain this present jubilee and with that intention come to confession in order to fulfill the other necessary conditions the power and authority to absolve pro hoc vice and in foro conscientiae only imposing on them a salutary penance and the other requisite conditions from excommunication and from suspension and from other ecclesiastical sentences and from all censures whether canonically incurred or actually pronounced and inflicted by the judge for any cause whatsoever even in the cases reserved to the ordinaries of places and to us or to the apostolic see and also cases by special form reserved to certain authorities and to the sovereign pontiff or to the apostolic see and not understood as included in other grants how large soever they may have been as also all sins and transgressions however heinous and of however great enormity even those reserved to the said ordinaries as aforesaid and to us and to the apostolic see and moreover by the same authority and in the amplitude of apostolic benignity we give concession and indulgence to consecrate into other pious and salutary works any vows whatsoever, even those taken under oath and reserved to the apostolic see, always excepting vows of chastity, of religion, and of obligation which have been taken before a third person, and those which affect prejudicially a third person, as also those called penal vows or preservatives against sin unless the commutation for the time to come be adjudged to be a preservative against the commission of sin not less effectual than was the original matter of the vow and also validly to dispense jubilee penitents being in holy orders and even being regulars from occult irregularity contracted only in the exercise of those orders and from all inflictions by their superiors on account of the violation of censures only we do not however intend by these presents to grant dispensation from any other irregularity either occult or public or from any defect or disgrace or any other incapacity or inability in whatever manner contracted or to grant any faculty of dispensing it to the aforesaid cases 
or of rehabilitating and of restoring to the original status, even in foro conscientiae, nor to derogate from the Constitution published with opportune declarations by our predecessor Benedict Fourteenth of happy memory, and beginning Sacramentum Penitentiae, under date the Calends of June in the year of our Lord's Incarnation, 1741, being the first year of his pontificate. Nor, lastly, do we intend that these presents should or could be of any avail for such persons as have been by us and by the Apostolic See, or by any prelate or judge ecclesiastical, by name excommunicated, suspended, or interdicted, or in other way whatsoever declared or publicly denounced as having fallen under sentences and censures, unless, within the time of the year aforesaid, they shall have made satisfaction, and, if need be, shall have come to agreement with the parties in their case. Moreover, if, after the commencement of this jubilee, any persons having the intention of gaining it shall have been prevented by death from fulfilling the prescribed number of visits, we, desiring graciously to favor their pious and prompt intention, do will that they, being truly penitent, and having confessed their sins, and received the Holy Communion, shall participate in the aforesaid indulgence and remission, just the same as if they had actually visited the said churches on the prescribed days. But if any persons, after having by virtue of these presents obtained absolutions from censures or commutations of vows or the dispensations aforesaid, shall change that serious and sincere purpose also required for the gaining of the jubilee, and consequently for the performance of the other works necessary for gaining it, then, although such persons can scarcely be deemed free from the guilt of sin in regard to this matter, nevertheless we decree and declare that such absolutions, commutations, and dispensations obtained by them with the before-mentioned disposition do remain in force. We also will and decree that the present letter shall be, in all respects, valid and in force, and shall have and obtain their full effect, wheresoever they shall be published and put in execution by the ordinaries of places, and that they shall be fully available for all the faithful abiding in the favor and obedience of the apostolic see, whether they reside in such places at the time of such publication, or shall resort thither after a journey by sea or by land. And this, notwithstanding indulgences not to be granted ad instar, and other apostolic constitutions, and constitutions enacted in general, provincial, and synodal councils, notwithstanding 
any ordinances and general or special reservations of absolutions or relaxations and of dispensations. Notwithstanding, any oaths of the mendicant and military orders of every kind, of congregations and of institutes. Notwithstanding, any statutes confirmed by apostolic approval or in any other manner, notwithstanding any laws, usages, customs, privileges, indults, and letters apostolical granted to the same orders, notwithstanding especially those in which it is expressly forbidden to the members of any such order or congregation or institute to make their confession to a priest not a member of their own religious body. And although, to effect a valid derogation of all these things, and of their whole tenors, there ought to be made a special, specific, express, and individual mention of them, or some other precise form ought to be employed for that purpose. We nevertheless hold all such tenors as recited, all necessary forms as exactly observed, pro hoc vice only, and for the purposes aforesaid only. We do make full derogation, all things whatsoever to the contrary, notwithstanding. But while we, in the discharge of our apostolic office, and according to the solicitude with which we must feel towards the universal flock of Christ, propose this salutary opportunity of remission and of obtaining grace, we must also address all patriarchs, primates, archbishops, bishops, and others ordinaries of places, prelates, or others having local ordinary jurisdiction in default of bishops, or of prelates exercising authority regularly, and being in favor and communion with the apostolic see, earnestly beseeching and imploring them, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of all pastors, that they would announce this great benefit to the people committed to their charge, and would exert themselves to the utmost that all the faithful may be reconciled to God by penance, and may turn the grace of the jubilee to the profit and advantage of their own souls. It will, therefore, be your principal care, venerable brethren, first, by public prayers, to implore the mercy of God, to the end that he would pour his light and grace into the minds of all, and then, with suitable instructions and admonitions, to lead the Christian people to become partakers of the fruits of the Jubilee, and correctly to understand what is the power and nature of the Christian Jubilee to the gain and advantage of souls, forasmuch as in it, in a spiritual manner, by the power of Christ our Lord, all those good things are abundantly accomplished, which the old law, the messenger of things to come, brought every fiftieth year to the Jewish people. At the same time, 
let it be fittingly explained what is the effect of an indulgence, and what all those things are which must be performed in order to the beneficial confession of sins and the holy reception of the sacrament of the Eucharist. And since not only the example, but also the labors of the Church's ministry are very greatly needed, in order that the desired fruit of sanctification may be borne by the people of God, do you, venerable brethren, now at this time especially, not neglect to kindle with energy the zeal of your priests, and it would conduce very much to the general good if they, whenever it is possible, would set the Christian people an example of piety and religion, and by the help of spiritual exercises would renew the spirit of their holy calling, so that thereafter they may more profit to the saving of souls, they may engage in the discharge of their pastoral duties, and in the holding of missions amongst the people. Great are the evils of this present age. Much reparation must be made for them, and much is the good that remains to be done. Taken then the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, bestow all your care that your people may be led to detest the enormous crime of blasphemy, by which there is nothing so sacred but at the present time it is outraged, and that your people may know and do their duty in keeping holy the festival days, and in observing the laws of fasting and abstinence according to the precepts of God's church, and may thus escape the punishments which the neglect of these things has called down upon countries. And let your zeal and earnestness be equally vigilant and unfailing in upholding the discipline of the clergy and in providing for the right education of clerics. And by every means in your power, come to the rescue of imperiled youth, as you well know how great are the dangers to which it is exposed, and how terrible is the ruin to which it is liable. So bitter was this species of mischief to the heart of our divine Redeemer, that he said, Whosoever shall scandalize one of these little ones that believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he were cast into the sea. St. Mark, chapter 9, verse 41. And nothing is more worthy of the season of the Holy Jubilee than that works of all kinds of charity should be carried out more zealously than common. And, therefore, it will be befitting your zeal, venerable brethren, to promote the relief of the poor, so that sins may be redeemed by almsgiving, the numerous advantages of which are set forth in Holy Scripture, and to the end that fruits of charity may be permanent and become more firmly established, it will be very opportune for charitable aid to be contributed towards the support or formation of those pious institutes 
which are deemed at this season to conduce in the greatest degree to the benefit of souls and bodies. If the intentions and earnest exertions of you all are concentrated on these objects, the certain result must be that Christ's kingdom and his justice will receive great advancement, and heaven in its mercy will in this acceptable time, in these days of salvation, pour forth great abundance of heavenly gifts upon the children of predilection. In conclusion, we direct our words to all the children of the Catholic Church, without exception, and we do, with fatherly affection, exhort you collectively and individually so to avail yourselves of the opportunity afforded by this jubilee for obtaining the forgiveness of your sins, as if you were sincere and earnest in the work of your own salvation. Now, if ever, it is absolutely necessary, dearly beloved children, to cleanse your conscience from dead works, to sacrifice the sacrifices of righteousness, to bring forth the fruits worthy of penance, and to sow in tears that we may reap in joy. God's majesty intimates clearly enough what he requires of us, for as much as now for a long while the reason of our wickedness we have lain under his upbraiding, under the breathing of the breath of his anger. Now, therefore, as men are wont, whenever they are in any very great need, to send ambassadors to neighboring nations to ask for succor, let us do better. Let us send an embassy to God. Let us implore His succor. Let us betake ourselves to Him with our whole heart, in prayer, in fasting, and in almsgiving. For, by how much God is nearer to us, by so much are our enemies driven the farther off from us. St. Maximus Taranensis, Homily 91 But, above all things, listen ye to the apostolic voice, for we are ambassadors to you from Christ. You who labor and are heavy laden, who have erred from the way of salvation, and are bowed down under the yoke of evil passions and of the devil's slavery. Do not despise the riches of the goodness and the patience and long-suffering of God. And while such abundant and easy means are afforded you of obtaining salvation, do not, by your obstinacy, render yourselves inexcusable before God your judge. Do not treasure up to yourselves wrath against the day of wrath and of the revelation of the just judgment of God. Return, therefore, ye backsliders, to your own heart. Be reconciled to God. 
the world is passing away and its concupiscence. Cast away the works of darkness, put on the armor of light, cease to be the enemies of your own souls, that you may secure for them peace in this world and in the world to come, the eternal recompense of the just. Such is our prayer. Such are the things for which we shall not cease to implore the Lord most merciful. And all the children of the Catholic Church being united with us in these prayers, we are sure that we shall obtain all these good things from the Father of mercies. Meanwhile, let the apostolic benediction, which with great love and from our inmost heart, we now in the Lord impart to you all, venerable brethren, and to you, beloved sons, and to all members of the Catholic Church, be an earnest of all graces and all heavenly gifts conducing to a happy and salutary result of this holy work. Given at Rome, at St. Peter's, the 24th day of December, in the year 1874, being the 29th year of our pontificate. Pope Pius Ninth. End of Encyclical Letter Gravibus Ecclesiae, The Jubilee of 1875, by Pope Pius Ninth, Read by Patrick Randall